Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Abel. I want to thank Deuce for... Uh, jumping on quickly uh, once the Sean Payton news hit. Uh, and we're going to have Mike Hoss on at 4.30 tomorrow afternoon also to give his perspective. Sean Payton trade. On our Oakland Hard Jeweler Talk and Text line, we're going to go to Mobile, Alabama. Jeff Nowak uh, with us here at WWL Odyssey Sports. And Jeff, thanks so much for joining us. Jeff, before we get into it, I'm going to throw it right off the bat. Your thoughts <laughs> on uh, the uh, Sean Payton trade. And to be honest, you and I have kind of spoke about it. I think this is about what you were going to get out of this deal yeah this is did anything happen today that's weird um yeah i had all these i had these great laid plans and then all of a sudden everything everything went to hell but poof. Um, yeah so <laughs> one, the thing that really makes me about this is not necessarily how much they got not that it was the broncos it's how quickly it came together from you know maybe kind of in like first gear second gear all of a sudden you're you're screaming 80 miles down the highway we know exactly what the the compensation is. And to me, I think this was the Broncos kind of tilting in that they had missed on so many targets. And all of a sudden it was like, well, what are we going to do? And then the Saints were like, okay, hit the button, hit the button, hit the button. Because, you know, you see they wanted Harbaugh. I think Harbaugh, you right. put them all in the lie detector machine. I think Jim was their number one guy. And then he wanted yeah, to that, stay in Michigan, uh, whatever. And I think the, the Broncos found themselves in a situation where they struck out so many times. They're like, okay, we don't have a choice. We have to go for this. And the Saints were like, okay, let's do it. Because the question you would ask is, why didn't the Saints kind of leverage their position here and say, okay, we'll wait out the Cardinals. Maybe we can squeeze a little more out of Denver. But I think this, you've watched the Broncos kind of you know, vacillate over and over again over what they're going to do. And it's like, okay, we just want to take advantage of this while it's on the table before they get cold feet again. And I think that's what you saw. And for the Saints, I, I mean, I was – there was a point last week that I was convinced Sean was going to go back to television. Um, it was around the time that the Broncos were kind of targeting D'Amico Ryan's and it seemed like that might have been a target for them. And then all of a sudden we're here today. And if you're the Saints, this is like found money, in my opinion. I think you had to be operating under the assumption that you might not get anything. And now all of a sudden – you have the number 29 pick. Obviously, it's technically 30, but it's 29 because of Miami. And the irony is the reason it's 29 is because Miami was tampering with Sean right. uh, trying well, to get him. Um, but, yeah, I think this is a win for the Saints. Well, no uh, Jeff, you might disagree with me here, uh, but I think, um, and I know Sean Payton, going way back uh, to 2006, mm-hmm. um, uh, even I was here in the year before Katrina, but when Sean came on board and then Drew Brees, a veteran quarterback, and you look at it now, Drew Brees didn't win a Super Bowl, but uh, he's now getting to coach Russell Wilson. It's not like right. Russell Wilson won a Super Bowl 10 years ago, 
uh, th- that wasn't that far-fetched. Uh, uh, he wouldn't have got the contract he got with Denver. I think Sean Payton would rather coach a guy, if you're going to have your cake and eat it too, a guy like Russell Wilson versus Kyler Murray. Who, uh, you know, uh, uh, you look at Kyler Murray, uh, that situation reminds me when I was on a team with Jeff George and June Jones. With Jeff George, he's like chewing out the head coach. You go, when Kyler Murray uh, was doing that on the sidelines, uh, uh, Sean Payton wouldn't take to that. So I just think it's a better situation for Sean and Denver than even Arizona. I think there are less questions with Russ. Right, like you know that Russ has the ability to be a championship caliber quarterback. With Kyler, I think the physical traits are there. There is obviously the height questions, but I don't know. If, I think there are there are mental makeup questions that you don't have the answer for right now, and you need to see him prove what he can do from a team leadership perspective. That if you're a coach going in and saying, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tie my kite to this guy and see if it flies," that's a much tougher question than, "Okay, can I?" figure out what happened to Russ this year and fix it. And if anyone, any head coach in the NFL should feel like they can do that, it's Sean. So, yeah, I think from a comfortability perspective and the, the, and the ability to take a team that did not win this year and make it into a consistent winner, it's a much clearer road than you would have in Arizona, than you would have in Carolina, than you'd have in Houston. So, uh, to me, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, well, when you look at every year, uh, it's amazing – uh, that teams made the playoffs and teams who didn't make the playoffs who all of a sudden are in the postseason next year. Five uh, to six every year. Five to six every year. So right. why couldn't Denver be one of those teams? Sean knows all that. He knows those numbers. And now, Jeff, I'm looking at the Senior Bowl. I was you look oh, yeah, at, that's at, senior at, bowl, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, where, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talking about Senior Bowl. Now? Yeah, yeah. So you look at the local flavor. You got LSU Tulane. <laughs> you got Jay Ward and uh, you know defensive back, and you got defensive lineman Ali Gay. Then linebacker mm-hmm. Dorian Williams. Then Tajay Spears. That's always attractive to the Saints, considering uh, the running back position. And I always bragged about Tajay Spears. I'm looking at okay. I'm old school, whether it's Earl Campbell, Jim Brown, O.J. Simpson, going way back. I mean, do you average 100 yards rushing a game? Okay, I'm looking at Tajay Spears, 1,581 yards rushing, 19 touchdowns, then he had 201 yards rushing, four touchdowns against Southern Cal in the Cotton Bowl. So uh, I'm looking at that. Uh, That's over 100 yards a game. That's why when I even look at, like, Okay, uh, Jeff, uh, you might be too young and you don't recognize this. That's why when look at Chris Olave or, oh, they're 1,000-yard receiver, they're 1,000-yard rusher. Well, hell yeah, they're playing 17 games. To me, when you look at like a stud or unbelievable player that if you're averaging 15, 16, 1,700 yards and you're playing 17 games, that's a great achievement because defensive game plans – or going against you. Just because you break the 1,000-yard mark, I don't know if that means any difference. But Tajay Spears, what he did at Tulane, teams knew they had to stop Tajay Spears, and they didn't do it. Game after game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's funny because Tulane, obviously, they don't put a ton of players into the NFL, but they do have a pretty good track record of putting really good quality running backs into the NFL. Obviously, Matt Forte, if you want to go back that far. Right. Noel DeMoore. Solid player. Um, I think Rob Kelly was Rob Kelly. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I can't sure know. was. Um, he was I, with Washington. 
Right. And so, you know, when you look at Tajay, and I, what I was impressed seeing him out there was you don't really see a lot of holes in his game. You know, I don't think he put up a ton of receiving yards with Tulane. It's more of their system than anything else. But he's a very good pass catcher back when given the opportunities. And I think when I talked to him today, that was kind of what he wanted to come out here and show is that, like, he is not a, you know, one-off running back. He can do a lot of different things. He can pass protect. He can get out and catch the ball. He made a lot of really big plays today in the team drills. I think that he's a guy, I don't know what his draft stock is going to be at the end of the day. I would expect him to be mid-rounds. No, it's going to be harder than that, Jeff. I I think he's going to end up being – Probably for me, it'll be end up with a second round pick grade, but probably slipping into the third round because the yeah, devaluation back, right. of the running back position. Well, even like Kenneth Walker was a third round pick yeah. this past season. So that's just kind of where you can find yeah. quality running backs. And that's what's driven me nuts about the Saints over the last several years is there's a lot of running backs there to be found in the mid rounds, but they just don't, they don't draft a lot of running backs, right? Like, you went four years in a row where you drafted um, you drafted Boston Scott, you drafted Alvin Kamara, you drafted oh, – I'm, I'm blanking on their names. But you drafted two seventh-round running backs that, obviously, you're drafting a guy in the seventh round you were not anticipating. Oh, they had the free agent from, uh, from Baylor. What was his name? Uh, yeah, Maude. Uh, 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 Smith. Uh, Abram Smith. Uh, Abram Smith. Yeah, Abram Smith. Yeah, yeah, Abram yeah. Smith. And they, we may be counting on him as a dark horse. And you're it, right. It didn't work. Yeah, it yeah. Didn't it work didn't work there. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but Jeff, yeah, go ahead. Where I just don't think the Saints have made those swings in the mid rounds that I would like to see them with, with picks that a lot of times, you know, you're not keeping around. A lot of times you're cutting them and put on the practice squad anyway. And so, and you're in position to, to take a swing at a guy like a Kenneth Walker, right? But you just don't do it. And then you find yourself relying on 32 year old Mark Ingram and, no, no shade on Mark Ingram. It's just yep. at that point in his career, he is not the upside type guy you'd like to have behind an Alvin Kamara. So yeah, no, no, it, that changes. Ends up being an old man, um, and you know, with Mark Ingram, uh, the one thing let me tell you about Mark Ingram last uh, running backs. You know, they, 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 if any agent or any coach could tell him, listen, we all know you can run, and can mm-hmm. you catch the ball on the backfield. But can you freaking pass block? <laughs> okay, they blitz it because you're like alignment. Whether it's a tight end or whatever, you got to be able to be – if you can block – But Mike, if you, you a stud back, how many times are they, are they asking you to pass but protect? No, but, but, you better do it in the NFL. If you can't pass protect, you can last double – you can last <laughs> 10 seasons. I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I know Deuce was telling me the story when he came out. You know, one of the things he had to work on because he just hadn't asked to do it. Was pass protect. Pass protection. Come on. Yeah. You running the ball, you catching it. They're not asking you to protect the when quarterback they're, when a lot. When they're blitzing, okay, you might be 101, uh, 1,001, 1,002. I'm not saying you got to be like a guard or a tackle, whatever, but you got to slow them down. You can't whiff. So, uh, <laughs> so, either that or you get, you get your zillion dollar quarterback. No, uh, look at the 49ers. Their... They have Ooh. a damn tight end uh, blocking Hassan <laughs> Reddick, and then all of a sudden, oh, my show. His shoulder, he got after surgery. Now, Jeff, I well, wanted to ask you this. Uh, what about uh, you look at other Louisiana ties, and obviously we always pay attention to this. Uh, Nebraska wide receiver Trey Palmer, he went to Kentwood mm-hmm. uh, uh, High School. Then you look at uh, uh, and then LSU, and then uh, TCU uh, wide receiver uh, Darius Davis, West Feliciana, Virginia wide receiver uh, Don uh, Tavion Wicks. Plagman High School, and then obviously we talked about him, I think, before. Florida offensive lineman Osiris Torrance from St. Helena went from UL to Florida. 
Have you witnessed any of those guys, or are you going to look at them tomorrow? Bob must have looked at my text message I yeah, sent you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, he did get several of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so Trey, Trey's interesting. Trey is a guy who, you know, he's got all the speed in the world. It's just yeah. a question of whether he can use his hands the right way. Correct. He looks good out there today, um, and he was very productive at Nebraska. I was surprised that when I looked up his numbers, I didn't expect to see 70 catches, 1,000 yep. yards, based on what I remember from LSU. But I think he did – he was able to showcase a lot with Nebraska that he was never able to with LSU. And I think he has come a long way in that regard. And I think there, there is a role for him on an NFL roster if he can, sh- you know, show that kind of developmental ability. And because with speed like that, you're always going to have people looking at you as, a, okay, maybe you can be a return ace and kind of work your way onto the team. So I think he did, he did a good job today. I didn't get a good look at the other wide receivers you mentioned, but there were a few that, that popped um, – Let's see, I wrote them down, but my notes are a mess. Um, let's see if I can get back to that. But Now, now Jeff, was it just like uh, players in general, not necessarily local, but just because that always catches my attention. Uh, you know, we get, you had an all-star game, whether it be like Senior Bowl or like East-West, whatever. Right. I mean, then all of a sudden you see some player, but who's that cat? I yeah, mean, and, and you can't miss o- Osiris. And you can't miss Dewan Jones, the tackle from Ohio State. Those two yeah. guys could like block out the sun. Jeff, I know we kind of short on time, but tomorrow I want you to watch Clayton Toon. I told you a little bit about it, the quarterback from yep. Houston, because Bobby, you got a connection with oh, Clayton no, no. Toon. Hey, hey, no, listen, <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, my He's niece, like six degrees of separation with everybody. My nieces love quarterbacks. I got one niece that is getting married. In April to Miles Brennan, Aaron. And then I have another niece that is uh, dating or going out with uh, Clayton June, the quarterback of the University of Houston. So I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, my niece has been around me, so they know about quarterbacks. Uh, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought maybe that might have scared them <laughs> yeah. off a little bit. Uh, I, I don't know. But, but, yeah, but yeah, watch yeah, Clayton June at Houston. Uh, he played for the Houston Cougars. They won the Independence Bowl to see what he does. Yeah, man, and UL had him too. Yes, man, yes. they had him in that cold weather, and they got him. Man, they got him at the end. Uh, Jeff, thanks so much. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow about some of the specific players, and uh, certainly some of the guys local. We talked about Trey, and certainly Osiris, and some of the LSU and Tulane players, and Dorian, uh, who I've I've heard in some of the interviews, Dorian really, really uh, was impressive. He came in as a hundred ninety pound guy. Wow. To Tulane. Whoa. And look at him today. He ain't no 190 pounds he's anymore. A th- he's a thumper. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate All right, it, buddy. Jeff. All right, Carl. All right, Peace. guys. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 